disturbed. If I knew the Portuguese way to say shaken and disturbed, mm -hmm. I would, mm -hmm. but I don't. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to say the New York way, which is fuck all of you, everyone, <laughs> every last one of you, and welcome wow. to the podcast. Um, but hola, John Thrasher. Hola, hola. Mia Moore. And if you're wondering yes. why we're starting the show this way, it is a very bizarre premise on today's episode. Darren, first tell everybody where you are. I am currently, okay, I have to say this. This is very important for my true crime fans. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know that I'm in Portugal. I am a Portugal, which John loved, my caption on my I Instagram. Love that, yeah. But right now, before I leave locations, I am currently recording in Praia de Luz, which is where Madeline McCann disappeared <gasps> from in May of 2007. Oh my God. The, I would not be able to think almost about the exact anything else. location. I told ever I told my entire family at dinner last night. I was like, FYI. And my mom was like, Don't tell me that, Darren. And I was like, Mom, I, I don't think anyone's trying to capture a 34, a 34-year-old and a 37-year-old and two septuagenarians. And, then, and yeah, I was like, the maybe, <laughs> maybe. I was like, maybe. But I feel like we're gonna be okay. Yeah, and, you, you'll be okay uh, for now. Yeah. I knew it was in Portugal, but I hadn't realized until a lovely listener DM'd me that it was, in fact, in Praia de Luz. Oh and Praia de Luz God. is a very small town in southern Portugal. Yeah. Like it's to the to the west of Lagos, which happens okay. to be the more popular like big city. And so yeah. like the fact that she was here is just very eerie. When you, Johnny Boy. When you just said that town name or city name, whatever, I was like, how do I know it? How do I know it? And then you said that mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my God. So have you seen like the hotel or anything? Like where exactly No, because it was like a resort and oh, okay. like all of these little things look the same. I'm yeah, sure I yeah. could probably map it and look it up, but like mm -hmm. I also didn't want to be one of those creeps. It's also been 15 years. Like well, I'm right. curious to see like what locals, if locals even remember it, but yeah. um Wow. Yeah. Well, you... So I'm in Portugal, yeah, and yeah. you sound your like you're in a an exotic location I'm, as well. I'm just living my best life. Actually, I'm in a very like it's a sloppy, um, really rundown, quite frankly, apartment here in New York City. Doldrums. Actually, yes. It's Call the, it what it is. It's a hovel. It's, it's a hovel. Disgusting here. Um, I'm actually at oh. That's right. I'm at your apartment, Darren. <laughs> I'm actually at your apartment. And I teased this on last week's flashback episode. And thank you guys for being patient as we found some time here to record. And I mentioned I'm not only in your apartment, Darren, I'm using your microphone. And I'm sitting at the I mean, desk where you record the show. Wild. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's a little wild. I, I will say already you sound so much better looking <laughs> yeah. than you ever did before. <laughs> Suddenly and everything I, sounds so beautiful and angelic. Yes. It does. And, yeah. you know, I, I let John have my yes, apartment while I've you. been away. Nad of course, Nadine was totally fine for it. I asked him, Great. you know, I said specifically, like, how's the apartment? Mm -hmm. And he said, there's shit on the walls. Everywhere. You know, yeah, he's just... he's wrecked the place. So, yeah. everyone, I just want you to know that when I get back from Praia de Luz, yeah. John will be dead. That's he will right. be gone because I will have killed him yeah. for wrecking my yeah. shitty apartment obviously yeah. listen i i'm not gonna see you again you know what do i have to worry yeah. about so yeah well that's true i do i do want to tell everyone normally we would have nmrs i'm away until a, uh, for a few more weeks and so we're gonna do one big nmr because yeah. john has been going to the u.s open john has been using oh my, my 75 God. inch television john has been using my <laughs> sex toys we all know we all know that's why john wants to stay in the apartment and so we're gonna do a very big nmr when i'm back to just yeah. fully 
quickly recap because there has been a lot happening in Portugal right now, and yeah. I just I've okay. got a lot to say. Oh, so okay, I love that. I know I've been Are doing you, I've been doing yeah. too much life. Honestly, I went to a Harry Styles concert recently. I went to the Saw US that. Open. Yeah, I've got updates. Saw but that. stay tuned to next week's NMR, or rather later this week's NMR. Hopefully, we'll be able to put it out then. And we'll give you guys all the details of what's going on in Amen. our lives. Yeah. Darren, let's talk about our drinkies because oh, our, we're okay. in different what? settings. We're in different scenarios than we typically are. Why don't you tell mm-hmm. us what you're drinking in Portugal since you're a Portugal? Well, you got to drink on vacation. So yeah, I, my brother bought this. I think it's a local beer, although I don't know. It's 5.9% alcohol, people, so I oh. could be shit-faced by the end of this. Oh, it's shit. called Vicentina. It is a golden ale. Vicentina. Cerveja Vicentina. Uh-huh. And I believe it's local because it has Portuguese written on it. Right. Um, but I but I don't know for sure, but that's what I'm drinking. What did you steal from my apartment to drink? That's what I want to know. <laughs> By the way, I have been drinking your Diet Cokes, but I'm going to replace them. Uh-huh. I just want you to know I've I'm ca- going to replace I them. I counted every fucking Q-tip, every Diet Coke in the <laughs> goddamn apartment. Wait, I've also used Q-tips. I'm going to replace oh. it. I'm going to replace <laughs> oh, them all. John. Please, no, you can I replace know. the Diet Coke, but please do not replace the fucking <laughs> Q-tips. Like, please, you're like, dear Lord. You're like, no, actually replace the Diet Coke, but everything else is fine. Um, you don't even need to do that. You don't even need to do that. Well, It's all yours, my friend. Well, thank you so much. I will say I'm so glad, Darren, that a couple of weeks ago when I was up here the last time, uh, for listeners who don't remember, I dropped off some things for you. One of those things was the Java House coffee pods. Yes, which I'm supposed to make espresso martinis when I get back. That's that was right. the plan, John. Well, I'm so glad I brought them up because I'm enjoying a nice iced coffee today, courtesy of Java oh. House. Are you using my supply, yeah. my stash? Yeah, I am. I'm glad. And maybe the reason I dropped them off to you was because I knew I was going to be coming back up here and using them. You know what I mean? Wow. So, But I'm back wow. on my iced coffee grind, courtesy of you, Darren. I seriously love this stuff. Um, next week, I think we're going to do the espresso martini. We kind of both need to be back home for that if that makes sense when i get back expect it mid-september we will be making espresso martinis unless you drink all my freaking supply before then i'm i'm here for a couple more days let's see what happens but we did determine recently that java house is the best coffee place it's not starbucks it's not dunkin donuts it is in fact java house Java House promotes creating delicious and affordable coffee from home. You can skip the coffee shop drive through line and still get a great uh, craft cup of cold brew. And cold brew on tap, Darren, which I can't wait to get home to mm. use, fits comfortably in your fridge and serves delicious iced coffee on tap. It's a gallon of their smooth cold brew in like an easy access box and it's available in medium and dark roast. And I've been talking about this. It's like wine in a box, but it's coffee. It's amazing, and I've had mine for weeks. That's now. all I want. I, I want coffee more than I want wine. So me too. No, literally me too. I've had mine for f- uh, like several weeks at this point, and I still haven't run out. So it feels like it lasts forever. You're gonna save so much money um, by ha- keeping this stuff, this delicious coffee, in your fridge and not having to run out and pay an arm and a leg like Starbucks. Well, so. 
let me let me tell you, it is in Europe. It is a debate trying to get a nice cup of iced fucking coffee in is Europe. It let me really? tell you, you never know. You, you never know what you're gonna get. Sometimes they come with milk. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's just hot coffee poured over ice. So yeah. it looks like I'm gonna need some of those coffee pods that that you have stolen now from me to be sent to me because obviously they're a perfect travel companion. As we said, these they're just little 1.3 ounce pods, which is perfect for the plane. They make a rich cup of coffee by adding just eight ounces of water, which I'm reporting back. Portugal does have, uh, and they're so tightly to avoid bursting in your bag or backpack. And it's available in light, medium, dark and decaf roasts. Go to javahouse.com and use code shaken for 10% off your order. You're going to love this. I promise John's stealing all of my shit and I'm so upset with him. Okay, because it's that good. It's good You're yeah. using my Java House coffee pods that you gave to me. I just want everyone to realize that mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. gave to me. Yeah. But I also think we should just start the show. Yeah, here I am making the noise. Oh. Let's do it. Thank you, Java House, for your amazing Thank products. Thank you, Java House. Yes, we love it. So let's get right into today's very interesting episode. In 1895, that's right, you heard that right, nope. 1800s today, guys. Nope. Um, a man named Raymond Lizenba uh, was born in Alabama, where he began working as a cotton picker at a very young age, as they did in the 1890s. In his mid-twenties, Raymond's uncle passed away, and he became the sole beneficiary of his deceased uncle's life insurance policy. Um, Raymond changed his name to Robert James, took the insurance payout money, and moved to Birmingham, where he enrolled in Barber College. In 1921, yeah. And by the way, how's my um, audio sound using your microphone? Is it the most beautiful thing? Like I said, you sound sound hotter, you sound better, you sound healthier. You just sound... (laughs) My skin's Are you a beauty clear. Queen right now? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You perfect haircut? Jesus. Perfect hair. My skin's perfect. What a great thing to be here. Um, anyways, in 1921, at the age of 26, Robert married a woman named Maud Duncan, who divorced him almost immediately on the grounds of sadistic cruelty. If it I just c- goes to show that, like, it just goes to show that, yeah. like, wooing a person <laughs> yeah. is so different than, like, marrying and dating that person. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, people need time. Like, when people get engaged so early, I'm like, no, 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 no. We've, you know, we give a lot of dating advice on this show, but what I've realized over the time, over time, is that we shouldn't. We probably shouldn't because everyone has a different. You know, thing in life. Yeah, everyone's got a different scenario going on. Anyway, following his divorce, Robert moved to Kansas, where he remarried and opened his own barber shop. I'm worried about Sweeney Todd vibes right now, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. I thought that, too. That's immediately what I thought of. Let's see where the show goes, but I'm nervous. But anyway, his new life seemed to be working well until a man from town began making threats against Robert with a shotgun, claiming Robert had gotten his daughter pregnant. Now, Robert immediately left town, which he should have done, so that's smart, abandoning both his wife and his barbershop. Not smart. Um, From Kansas, Robert moved to Fargo, North Dakota, which great movie yeah i was gonna say many people know and there's a show out i think as well called fargo that's connected to it well in 1932 he opened another barber shop and remarried for a third time his newest wife a woman named winona wallace upon their marriage robert and winona took out life insurance policies on each other each Mm -hmm. with a five thousand dollar payout and a double indemnity clause for accidental death 
Yeah. I don't have my computer in front of me, but can you look up yeah. $5,000 in 1932 about what that would be today? Because I want to say it's probably like $200,000 today. I could be completely wrong. Maybe it's like $75,000 today, but I feel like it's... Well, let's see what it is. Okay, the value... Okay, $5,000 in 1932, according, according to a quick Google search, is equivalent to purchasing power to about $108,129.93. So, okay, okay. I mean, that's, that's a that's significant amount. That's yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Robert's policy was allowed to lapse after a few months, but Robert was sure to keep Winona's policy current. We, well, of course. Again, very uh, bad news across the board, yeah. I've kept yours current, and I, I was think just you've saying, lapsed on mine. I've yeah. lapsed on yours, but well, let's see what happens. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. In September of 1932, <laughs> three months after they were wed, the couple took a honeymoon to Pikes Peak, Colorado, a roughly 950-mile journey south, to visit a scenic mountain summit. However, while on the trip, an extremely odd tragedy, tragedy excuse me, befell Winona and Robert. While driving down the summit, their car went off the road. Literally a nightmare. Winona was <laughs> trapped in the car, but Robert was able to free himself from the car by jumping about 50 feet down a ledge. I... I that's fucking that's a far. Pretty far drop. Yeah, fifty feet is is significant. You could die. I he would left say, a f- with that much or break. Yeah, I think you could break something. Yeah. I'm not sure about die, but I would think break a leg. He left to find help and returned with a rescue service to assist in getting the car back to a drivable state. Not to rescue his wife, but just to get the car right, back. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Naturally. When. Ro- of course. And when Robert returned the car, returned to the car with the rescuers, they found Monona laying partially in and partially outside the mm. car with her head crushed. Ugh. Police found a bloody hammer in the back of the car. Okay. Winona was Winona was transported to a nearby hospital where she recovered after spending two weeks there. And after Winona's release from the hospital, by the way, what a strong woman. I mean, her that. head was crushed. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, so and she's only spent two weeks in the hospital for that. Right, uh, so right. after after her release on October eighth, Robert and his wife checked into a tourist cabin near Colorado Springs so that she could continue healing before making the long journey home. Right, because it's nineteen. By the way, it's nineteen twenties or whatever it is, thirties or whatever. Thirties, yeah. So you know, airplanes, commercial airlines aren't a thing. You know, they've got to like hike and drive and and maybe even I don't want to say horse and buggy. That's probably not true, but. You know, no, transportation no. back then was a very different thing than it is now. Of course. Well, they spent a few days after in the cabin, but Robert turned up at a local police station to report Winona's death just after a few days. Okay. He tells police that his wife drowned in the bathtub <clears throat> and speculates that she may have been dizzy from the head injury and lost consciousness while she lay in the tub. And I mean, okay. that's not that's not too far-fetched, right? I mean, her the report I mean, was her that head her, was head, her head was crushed. Exactly. So there has to be some sort of, you know, I don't know that anybody fully recovers from a head crush. You know what I mean? Right. Well, Robert stated that Winona had ignored the medical advice to avoid washing her hair because of the head wound. Okay. Robert... <laughs> Robert collected, excuse me, it was the beer. Robert collected $14,000 on Winona's life insurance payout oh and God. traveled, which isn't, I guess that's that's a lot considering well, that he would put be, five grand yeah, into it. That would be at least, that would be almost maybe $300,000 today yeah. if 5000 equals 100000 Right. you know. 
Well, so he travels back to Alabama where he opened another barbershop and soon met another woman and wed once again. Oh, God. This guy wouldn't pass muster on the social media, like, background check. Definitely not. They'd be like, oh, you've been married nine times? Like, I'm not sure. So, however, Robert's fifth marriage was extremely short-lived. When he attempted to take out a life insurance policy on his newest bride, she refused, stating, quote, people you insure always die of something strange. And then she filed for divorce. Good for her. Good for her. She's ahead of the curve here. She's smart. She's very smart for yeah. not having probably any knowledge from like I was gonna say, knowing that this is what people did did and still do, frankly, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And again, he moved and and reset up a life. So who knows who knows if she even knows about what happened, right. you know? Well, in March right. of nineteen thirty-five, three years after Winona's death, Robert had moved to California where he set down roots and began seeing a woman named Mary James. The two married, not to be confused with Mary Jane, Darren, which I know oh, you partake. Oh, we, we are, we're not, yeah. yeah, we're not confusing. No, we're not that, confusing that. This is Mary yes. James. The two Correct. married in the spring of that year, and very shortly after their wedding, Mary became pregnant. Around this time, Robert started asking some very odd questions to a friend of his, Charles Hope, a former sailor who ran a hot dog stand. By the way, these like um, barbershop hot dog stand, like those are like very, you know, and they're very like, I feel like blue collar jobs for the time. You know, you don't really hear too many people that, you know, can make a, a significant amount of money off of a barbershop or a hot dog stand these days. So it's just interesting sure. to hear these kinds of careers, if you will, from the 30s. But in June of 1935, Robert asked Charles if he knew anything about rattlesnakes. Robert claimed that he had a friend who wanted to kill his wife using rattlesnakes. I mean, mean, let's just back up. I mean, like, let's just back up. Because, like, I'm thinking, okay, you're being surreptitious. Like, hey, maybe this guy's a snake whisperer. And, you know, he's like, oh, if you get bitten by a snake, A, what's the antidote? Or B, like, how quickly until they die? But then you're literally just like, oh, um... You know, one of my friends wants to kill his wife using rattlesnake. Like, yeah. A, why are you asking around for this guy? <laughs> and B, why rattlesnakes? Snakes. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking they're in California. They know that they're I venomous. Guess. I, I, I don't know. Let's see what happens here. Well, Charles let Robert know that he did indeed know a guy who handled rattlesnakes and could, quote, help his friend acquire some. Okay. Mm-hmm. Robert offered to pay Charles one hundred dollars, which which seems to be about a million dollars in current time, but a lot of money, plus expenses to exchange for three rattlesnakes. Charles accepted and dropped off three snakes at Robert's house inside wooden and glass containers. Do you remember Kill Bill? Have you yes, ever seen Kill Bill? Loved Kill Bill. Okay. Remember when Daryl Hannah? Yeah. It ha- like remember when Uma Thurman like that scene where she like grabs her yeah. eye out yes, and, and 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 Daryl Hannah had killed the other guy with like that yes. rattlesnake when he opened <gasps> yes. up the money and he killed him. Oh my god, that was so fucking good. You that know scene what? Was awesome. You're making me think that that was probably inspired by this story. I bet there was some kind of inspiration there. You know, it's possible. It's well, possible. We'll see. We'll see what goes. Maybe he Let's... does nothing with these rattlesnakes. That's this, true. Let's All get... of our podcasts end on a happy note. You know that. <laughs> and let's get Quentin Tarantino on the on the line. See what he can tell on us. On the horn. On the horn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <clears throat> However, Robert was not happy with these three snakes. He told Charles that they were too mellow. His, quote, friend was looking for snakes who were, quote, fighters. 
Okay, of so course. now we're talking about we're not talking about pets, right? He's not looking for rattlesnakes to have around the house. He wants them to be doing something. You know. Of course. Excuse me. Of course. So on August 3rd, 1935, Charles took Robert on a trip to Ocean Park Snake Pit. Does that still exist? Where a rattlesnake handler called Snake Joe Hootenbrink, is his last name. Great name. Sold right. Richard two really mean rattlesnakes named Lightning and Lethal. That's right. They even had names, and they were not very friendly names. Snake Joe later stated uh, that he believed the rattlesnakes would be used to settle a bet. Would a dog or a rattlesnake win in a fight? Now, that's disturbing. We would hate to hear that that ever happened. Yeah, that's also a shitty reason to settle a bet, but yeah. okay, and give them these rattlesnakes, but okay. Different time. Hopefully people aren't doing that nowadays. In the early hours of August 4th, Charles brought the new snakes to Robert. When he entered Robert and Mary's home, Charles found Mary strapped down to the kitchen table with her eyes and mouth taped shut. This oh is starting God. to freak me out. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Well, get ready for tonight in my apartment. Uh-oh. Uh, well, apparently, Robert had informed his wife that a doctor was going to come by to perform some sort of surgical procedure for her pregnancy. So she mm. had allowed Robert to strap her to the kitchen table in preparation. So it's like it's like ignorant consent. Yeah, right. Because she clearly doesn't know what's about to happen. However, she is giving consent to this particular portion. Now, right. Robert took the box containing the rattlesnakes from Charles and immediately <sighs> inserted Mary's foot into the box after bolt snakes bit mary chris took the box of snakes and left to return them to snake joe what? charles returned to the house at 1 30 a.m to find mary still alive and robert obviously very upset mary didn't even get sick from the snake bites and robert was livid that the snakes hadn't harmed her robert uh, i'm was, just so who, disturbed sorry keep going i'm just very who, disturbed robert who was obviously several portuguese beers in. Several drinks yeah. in by the time Charles back to the house announced that he was done with the snakes and was just going to drown Mary. Okay. Oh God. I mean, at least he's he's being rational about this. That maybe rattlesnakes was not the most common way, which it wasn't going to be the easiest way to kill a person. We don't even know how he thought of that. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you think? And and not to be crass about this, but wouldn't you think that like drowning would be easier than killing a person via rattlesnake? I mean, I don't know where the rattlesnake part of this even enters one's mind. Because we don't know. As, aside from wanting to kill somebody, to do it in such a horrific, torturous way, I'm like, what kind of mental illness do you have here? Well, that's another great question. But yeah. Robert went inside the house while Charles waited outside. And around 4 a.m., Robert came back out and announced to Charles, that's that. Charles responded by informing Robert that he is still expected to get paid for helping procure the snakes. Well, let me and say something evening, about Charles really yeah. quickly because he's basically like, is there any? He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he just like, wants to be paid. He's just like trying to get his money. He's showing up with snakes. Like, you know, I get the sense that he's maybe done this before if he's got like, you know, an expectation and some sort of process here. I mean, when you're when you know a guy who, who knows how to procure yes. rattlesnakes, I feel like you're not in the business of being like a good Samaritan. No. But I could be wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, on the evening of August fourth, Robert invited two friends, James and Viola Pemberton, over to dinner with to have dinner with them, with him and Mary, excuse me. And when the couple arrived, Mary was nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. So Robert suggested they check the backyard for her. 
And James and Viola went outside to look for her, and they discovered Mary's body floating face down in a small fish pond. What? One of her legs appeared swollen and blackened, which would make sense if she was bitten by rattlesnakes. Right. And the police arrived, and upon investigating Mary's body, informed Robert that his wife had been bitten by a rattlesnake, fallen into the pond, and drowned. Okay, so he's making it look like she was, you know, out hanging out in the backyard when all of a sudden, yeah. Because if you remember... Mary's insurance mm-hmm. policy, remember the double indemnity. So Mary's $5,000 insurance policy paid out with double indemnity for her accidental, quote unquote, death. So even if, you know, the rattlesnake didn't, you know, kill her, that he's making it look like she may have fallen and drowned in the pond. And I now mean, he's got- I mean, to be got... fair, it's kind of clever now to yeah. think about it being an accident. Like a rattlesnake is actually smart. Yeah. And now he has two witnesses that just discovered the body in the backyard. So- Exactly. Now he's got his tracks covered in multiple ways. Well, on April 19th, 1936, Robert was actually arrested on the charge of felony incest for sleeping oh with his niece. Police brought Robert to the police station for questioning and was held for around 48 hours where he was denied sleep and was interrogated nonstop in shifts. During this interrogation, police were able to uncover the truth of some of the events that occurred with Mary the previous year. However, it was not until May 3rd that Robert fully admitted to murdering Mary. According to Robert, he and Charles Hope planned to kill Mary uh, together in order to receive the insurance payout, as we have been saying. Robert told authorities that initially he tried to kill Mary with the snakes, but when their bites didn't lead to her death, Robert left the house and asked Charles to simply burn the house down. Well, that's certainly one way to do it. Instead, Charles decided to drown Mary. Robert felt this was a very stupid move because Winona had also died of drowning uh, years prior and needed to figure out a way to mitigate suspicion. Remember Winona being his previous wife. So after right. Mary's death, the uh, they the place on her leg, rather, where the snakes had bitten started to blacken, Robert decided that he and Charles could put her body in the pond so it appeared that Mary had been bitten and fallen into the water, which is what I was just saying. So, you know, it's just weird because this, like, in- incest charge kind of comes out of nowhere, and through through that, they're able to sort of be like, by the way, what's going on with all of your previous wives? And... I remember, like, his his second wife or whatever, his first wife, like, divorced him just because he was, like, weirdly cruel. That's right. So he obviously has something going on. And after authorities learned of the true circumstances surrounding Mary's death, they exhumed Winona and performed Mm. an autopsy on her body. The medical examiner found that her death was due to fractures in her skull caused by two blows from a hard object moving forcefully towards her head, not by her head moving to hit a stationary bathtub. Interesting. So he also found that the first blow was dealt to the side of Winona's head, not the back. This demonstrated that it was very unlikely she died by simply just losing consciousness and sort of drowning in the bathtub because if she was drowning, she's not going to fall forward. She's going to fall back. And Exactly. Robert... Robert was tried for Mary's murder on July 25th, 1936, and he was found guilty and sentenced to death by hanging, which is a just uh, ungodly way to die, in my opinion. And Charles Hope was actually sentenced to life in prison. And in 1937, the state of California passed a law decreeing that all executions moving forward would be carried out via gas chamber. However, because Robert's sentence was passed before the law, his punishment would still be carried out by hanging. I was going to say, they don't really hang anymore. Yeah. And in April in April of 1941, Robert appealed his conviction on the grounds that the evidence presented by the prosecution regarding Winona's death by drowning 
should have been inadmissible and that his interrogation by the police was unlawful. His appeal, thankfully, was denied. And on May 2nd, 1942, Robert was put to death by hanging, unfortunately. And then two years prior to his death, Robert became very religious and was known by the other inmates as Holy Joe. Wow. You know, he also went, he also goes by Rattlesnake James. That's kind of what he ended up being known for through history, um, obviously because of the way everything went down here. But what a tragic, horrible story. I mean, I, you know, listen, to some extent doing all these shows we've done for all this all this time, Darren, you know, life insurance, I can understand the human reasoning behind some of this stuff you know I, I i'll never understand murder but i'll understand the motive behind murder but to do it with rattlesnakes of all things it's just well, it's also interesting ugh. because he implicated himself i mean granted he was under stress yeah. from being interrogated night sleep but you know he was the one to fully admit it so in theory he might have actually, if he didn't sleep with his fucking niece, <laughs> right. he actually would have gotten away with it. Yeah. He might have. Yeah, he might have. Um, That's what's scary about that. There's also reports that uh, he took a life insurance policy out on his nephew, who was also a young sailor, um, and had some sort of, you know, thing where he was able to get paid off of his nephew's death. So this guy, not Jesus. a good guy by all accounts. Um, what a sad, no. tragic story. Let us know what you guys thought about today's episode. Um, you can just hit us up on social media, Jay Thrasher, Carpe Darren. We've got our Facebook page where we're always on it, checking out what people are saying and thinking. And of course, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can DM us at any time and we'll get back to you. So do so. Darren, let's do some listener shout outs. Today was a little bit of okay. a quicker episode, but you are in Portugal being a Portugal. So we had to make it quick. Ex exactly. Sorry about that, everyone. We will be back with full episodes no, as soon as good. I'm back. But I, I got to say, I'm still keeping up with the Facebook page and I <laughs> yeah. had to shout out this listener. I just want to say that a listener, if you haven't seen it on our Facebook group, please join it. Shaken and disturbed podcast fans. A listener named Melissa in our Facebook group posted a pic of her husband. Are you ready for this, guys? Mm -hmm. Eating cereal with a spoon, which would normally make sense. Sure. And great. You're eating cereal with a spoon. Sure. But doesn't have milk in it. In fact, it doesn't have any fucking liquid in it. Like, it's just dried <laughs> cereal. Like, sweetie. No. No, no, no. We're getting a divorce because this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah, tell us what happens if after he was, this. If he was eating, some people even posted like, oh my God, no water. And I was like, if you're eating cereal with water, water? I don't even care if you... It, I don't even care if you have a lactose. If it, like, like, just eat dried cereal. Like, that's number one. Okay, so that bothers me. Yeah. But number two, if you're going to eat dried cereal, which I do, why sure. are you eating it with a spoon? Let's talk. Well, let's just discuss that's that. True too. Are you trying to be civilized? Yeah. Is that civilized? Because you look ridiculous. The thing about dry cereal is if you're going to eat it, it should feel like, I don't know, popcorn or Cheez Its, by the way. Cheez Its sponsor us. Um, right, it's like a little, it's like Chex a Mix. Snack. Yeah, exactly. You're not eating it with a spoon. No, Melissa, we're no. very Divorce. worried. Yeah, we're Sorry, very Melissa. worried about your your marriage at this point. So keep us or, posted. Or Melissa, take a life insurance policy out on you. <laughs> oh, Get a bunch of rattlesnakes. We've given you the tools to do this. That's that's Just, true. If you're gonna know how to do uh, that, and frankly, 
I mean, he deserves it. And that's what I'm going to say. I said it's, I I wrote, it's time to get a divorce. Darren, I noticed you also wrote later, I'm sorry, but this is just too tragic. We will obviously be doing an episode on this. So. I mean, it has to happen. Yeah. Sorry, but it had to happen. Yeah. Melissa then wrote back a future NMR. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) It's true. Darren, I wanted to give a special shout out to you because your new show, Ah! Killer Questions with Darren Karp, is out wherever you guys are listening to podcasts. Congratulations oh to Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. Our first episode is actually one that's yeah. kind of close to home with you because it takes place in Cumberland, Maryland. It sure and does. you helped produce it. That's right. Um, guys, you might remember last summer I was a pro- the producer on Betrayal with Darren Karp. And right. um, I was developing this new show with Darren called Killer Questions with Discovery ID with my former employer, Space Station Productions. Shout out to all of our friends there, Darren. Um, so I started working on this, and this was one case that happened, <clears throat> excuse me, that happened in my hometown that really, uh, really I found super interesting. It really struck me. Yeah. I texted Darren about it. I was like, girl. Let me tell you about this episode. Let me tell you about something, okay? And you were captivated. I remember our text messages. You were like, what? What do you mean? It was bizarre. Yeah. It was very bizarre. And this yeah. case just gets more interesting and more interesting. And yeah. um, you know, a lot of people thought that because I had a new podcast out that I wasn't doing this with you, which is just never yeah. the case, people. No, we're I'm with Johnny Boy through this. and through. Yeah. We're married. Our life insurance policies are attached <laughs> to each other. But That's right. I'm really excited <clears throat> about it. It's been such a labor of love. And I get to interview people who help me answer just my yeah. kind of what the fuck questions That's of right. a lot of these cases. So new episodes drop, I believe, every single Monday. So please be on Wonderful. the lookout for that. Unless I'm wrong. What was the 30th? Tuesday? Maybe it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Let me check. The 30th was Tuesday. Yes. So maybe it's on Tuesday. Yes, every Tuesday. Sorry. I'm a little uh, ahead. Well, nonetheless, you guys. European hours. Yes. Yes, that's right. You guys will get shaken and disturbed on Sunday. You've got killer questions on Tuesdays. You've got NMR episodes later in the week. You've got Patreon episodes. You know, if, if you've ever wanted John and Darren in your life every day of the week, it's now. You know what I mean? You've come and, to the right place. And you know and you know what else? They, by the way, the link for the podcast is in the uh, That's right, show notes. In the so show I really notes. appreciate that. But you know what else they have, John? What, what's that? What? Merch. They could be they could be Oh yeah. They've they got could be it. making a hoodie, a pillow, a notebook, <laughs> a phone case, a tote, a beer koozie, whatever you want. Click the link in our merch store in the show notes of this episode. Make sure to tag us on social when you've received it. At Jay Thresher, at Kirby Darren, I had a couple people tell me that they were waiting for the warm winter months, the mm. fall months, to wear their very comfy hoodie. Love that. So I'm exciting to see those social media posts roll through. Absolutely. Um, cool girl fall is upon us, so let's make that happen. Yes, it, it's already pumpkin spice latte season, people, but it I don't is. care because I'm doing Java House coffee. Java House coffee, yeah, and who cares about pumpkin spice? Although you can buy your uh, – maybe I buy my own pumpkin spice to put in my Java – Oh, my God. That's what oh I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, my God. I'm so Not excited. in my apartment. <laughs> not, you will not let it don't stand. E- <laughs> don't even be thinking about it in my apartment. <laughs> well, and one of the best ways you can support our show directly is by signing up to become a Patreon subscriber. We'll soon be refreshing some of our Patreon perks, so you better go and sign up now and get ready for, for some new and exciting stuff. You can get 
bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes photos and videos, which we're posting around the clock, discount codes and uh, for merch, and so much more for as little as five bucks a month. That's less than a pumpkin spice latte, guys. Okay, and That's you can true. you can get it even cheaper if you sign up annually. So go and check it out. You can also rate, review, and subscribe to us, which would go a long way for our show. Darren, uh, we got to say I, thanks to Megan. I also want to say. Megan, who you did an NMR with, I'm not going to be jealous of it. Okay. I'm not going right. to be jealous of it. I'm yeah, just, I'm going to let it happen. But I will yeah. say, Megan also works with me on Killer Questions. So that's if right. You don't like that's me right. and you want to support Megan, then still <laughs> listen to Killer Questions. That's right. Because she produces it as well. So it's kind of a team effort here. So uh, we hope you like it. But yes, let's end with thanking Taxidermy Tina over here. <laughs> that's right. Uh, one, two, three. Thanks, Thanks. Megan, taxidermy Yay. team. That's right. Uh, Darren, I can't wait for you to get back. Thank you for letting me use your apartment. More on that on this week's coming upcoming NMR. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time for even more stuff. Darren, stay. And Do it, not it, get abducted in Portugal, please, by the way. I don't get back until the 12th, so it might okay. be two NMRs for now. But just, okay. just know we're, we're here for you, people. We're, we're here, here going to make you I content. Won't. Killer questions. Is I out. won't get lost. Yeah, there you I go. I won't get lost. All right. Love you, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.